0: component of our understanding of optimal child development our emphasis is on creating moral citizens building community embracing the idea of service to others and developing leadership skills father robert casey and principal nancy carr work closely to ensure that all faiths feel welcome for the absolute best for your child learn much more at sbcatholicacademy.org it's time for the car
1: doctor
2: Well, hello everyone and welcome to another edition of the Car Doctor program on AM 950 WROL, the spirit of Boston, or AM 1260 WBIX. Uh, our phone number is 617-770-3030, 617-770-3030. is how you get through and talk to us about your car, your car problems, whatever's on your mind. You can just give us a call at 617-770-3030 and we'll try to help you the best we can on this what could be an interesting day. A couple things going on. We're going to be talking to Chris Russell from Paragon Group. Paragon Group is the group of people that actually put on the Boston Auto Show. And hopefully everyone who got Boston Auto Show tickets got their Boston Auto Show tickets. So hopefully if, if you've won or you're asked for tickets, you've gotten them. I won't be able to get any out this week. Although I have a few to give away. So if you actually want them... You're going to have to come to the radio station here at Marina Bay and pick them up. So I have a few. I think I have six left maybe and a couple of RV tickets left. So um, so you'll have to come to uh, Marina Bay. Uh, we're up on the second floor of... Uh, of wherever we are, what is it? Five hundred what? Five hundred Victory Road. Five hundred Victory Road. For some reason, I couldn't think of Victory, but five hundred Victory Road. We're up on the second floor, and you could just see somebody at the front desk during normal business hours and pick up the tickets. Uh, and we are going to be doing trivia today. I'm going to be um, if you win, if you do win trivia today. Uh, you won't get your prize this week, probably, because I won't get to mail it out. I have a couple things going on this week, which is going to keep me out of the office a little bit, so I'm not going to be able to mail things out. I'm going out to the um, going out to Detroit, sunny, warm Detroit, and uh, that's going to happen. Um, there's a meeting I need to go to for Tuesday and Wednesday, and coincidentally, the boss, the New England, yeah. The, the North American International Auto Show preview is Monday and Tuesday. So I said to one of the people at work, here's the deal. I'll go out to your meeting, but I need to go out early so I can go to the auto show. And somehow I managed to get away with that. So I'll be at the auto show, and then I'm going to swing back at the um, Boston Auto Show. Uh, their preview is on Thursday, and then um, the show opens up for next weekend, so Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, and that's the Boston Auto Show is a great show. If you've been to a smaller show like Connecticut or Rhode Island, uh, the Boston Auto Show is a big show. Lots of room, plenty of cars, lots of stuff to walk around, and test drives. So uh, it'll be. The, it looks like it's going to be a very good show, like it always is. So we have that going on. A couple other things. Um, I posted something on Facebook yesterday, which I thought was. Uh, I didn't think much of it. I just commented that uh, if we are going to get snow coming, people need to change their driving habits a little bit based on the little bit of snow we got yesterday. And I got lots and lots and lots of comments uh, from from a lot of different people who agreed with me 100%. And then I also posted a picture of a Lamborghini that hit a guardrail, which I expected to get a lot of comments about. And I got a few, but that's a case where you don't want to bring out your performance car with performance tires when the temperature's under 50 degrees. What happens? These, these performance tires turn into basically... Uh, hockey pucks they're very hard they don't stick to the pavement so even though it's dry you're not going to get very good traction at all because the tires are so cold they're designed to really be really work at temperatures above 50 degrees so if you happen to have a performance car whether it's a Miata with performance tires on it, a Corvette with pre- performance tires on it, or a Lamborghini, I suppose. Uh, it, it's not the weather to bring the car out. Not, not to do with the snow, not to do with the, the salt on the road, which is not good for any car, but it's the tires themselves. Uh, we, had, uh, we had somebody on from uh, Michelin, I believe, I think it was Michelin, a, few, uh, a couple months ago, who described it as one of those, um, the big wheels tricycles. And how they just spin around because the tires on the back are hard plastic. That's sort of what the tires on sports cars will turn into in poor weather conditions. So you want to watch out for you want to watch out for that. So if you have one of those cars, be careful. Also, I got uh, and I didn't bring this compliment up, but it is a compliment. And um, I was talking to Bill Griffith, who writes for the Boston Globe. He's sort of the Main auto writer at the Boston Globe, and at the uh, New England Motor Press Holiday Party, he mentioned something about he turns the program on all the time, and he says it's like listening to an old friend talk. I thought that was just—I thought that was just very nice when he said that. It kind of, kind of made me feel nice and know that uh, Bill's been listening for a long time. He's a very knowledgeable guy. Uh, He's uh, fortunate enough to head down to warmer weather during during this uh, winter season here in New England. But it's always it's always uh, you know when you hear things like that, it kind of kind of does make you feel good. I promise trivia. I think we're going to do it a little bit early, and this is a trivia question where I need an exact answer. So year, make, and model, because I think it's pretty easy. And the trivia prize will be I'm not sure yet. There'll be something nice. We also have something. I don't. I don't think I can give that. I have. I have a bucket of this new ice melt stuff that someone sent to me. Pretty exciting, huh? Ice melt, um, and it's supposed to also provide traction. The way it's formulated, it actually gives your tires traction and gives your feet traction, depending on where you put it, as well as keeps the uh, keeps um, the ice down. They sent. I thought they were going to send me little samples of it. They sent me two buckets that weigh about twenty pounds a piece. I don't know how I'll mail it. So I don't know if I can figure that out. You might get a bucket of this stuff. If not, I'm taking a bucket home at least. So, but the trivia question is: In the movie Thelma and Louise, what was the car in Thelma and Louise? And I need an exact answer, because I think it's pretty easy. I need year, make, and model. So what was the car in Thelma and Louise? Uh, the movie came out in 1991. It was an Oscar-winning movie. It was nominated for six Academy Awards in the top 20, 75 movies ever made. And it was apparently, I didn't know this, it was Brad Pitt's first major motion picture. Um, and the car was being auctioned off, which actually caught my attention. So, um, and uh, the car the car that's being auctioned off um, comes with letters of authenticity, uh, pictures of Brad Pitt signing the rear armrest, uh, Gina Davis signing the sun visor. The car is extremely desirable, according to this collector car auction for any collector or museum. It's the first time the car has ever been offered for sale to the public since it was purchased in '91 from Metro MGM Movies there are tons of pictures posters documentation memorabilia that go with the car so um, so if you want to if you want to buy the car you can actually buy it but all you have to do now is just tell us what it is
3: hold on
2: so simple enough just tell us what kind of car it is and uh, if you want to call us 617 770 617 get an answer for trivia 70s 770 7, 70, 30 30 and let us know what it is the other thing I wanted to talk about sort of a review of sorts but a little bit different for me is um, someone sent me a speaker and they're like well, why would they send you a speaker uh, well they did and um, you know people with people with um, Bluetooth devices like a phone. This is an amplified speaker, and this is a little bit different. And Almost everyone I know has a smartphone, and they use it for everything. In fact, um, I was told you can't even buy an iPod anymore because everybody has iPhones, and that's the music player that everybody's using. So iPods are actually selling at a premium on eBay. So if you have an iPod kicking around and it still works, you can probably sell it on eBay for more than you paid for it. So, how do you get better sound out of your phone or other Bluetooth device with an amplified speaker? The people at iHome sent me one to try out. It's called the iBT84 Splash. And it's a splash-proof, color-changing uh, Bluetooth speaker. It retails for about 70 bucks. The sound's pretty good. It's loud enough. It's got crisp sound. The Bluetooth sync is easy. And what's nice, once it's charged up, you can also charge up your phone. So, it's a rechargeable speaker that you can plug your phone back into, and it'll actually charge your phone back up. So, uh, one novel feature, it has color-changing display. So, it changes sort of to the music sort of thing. Uh, it's it's, um, it's pretty, and it's interesting, but I think I'm too old for it. <laughs> I just prefer it just to sit there without the lights. But, um, what's nice, like all Bluetooth devices, it has about a 30-foot range, and... Um, You know, if you're looking for a speaker for, you know, you're doing, you're tinkering around the house or around the garage or something and you don't have a, you don't have a decent radio in, like I have a, I have an old radio in my shed and it doesn't work that good anymore, but I have music on my phone and now with all the apps on my phone, I don't know how many times when I've been down the Cape, I stream WROL so I can listen to the Irish Hip Parade so this way instead of just streaming it to my phone i stream it to the speaker so it sounds better than just uh than just uh coming off my phone so with all the apps and and tune in and all those kind of stitcher and all those places that you can find music and podcasts so even my podcast you could do that i suppose and like i said it's got about a 30 foot range like most bluetooth devices do and um it's uh, wireless, so check it out. It's uh, this and other cool devices are at iHome, the letter i, h o m e dot com. And again, it is the um, it's the IBT eighty four. It's a splash proof, color changing Bluetooth speaker, and it retails for about seventy dollars. Well, let's see let's see how smart people are. We should go just in alphabetical order. No. Actually, it kind of almost is alphabetical order, but we'll go in numerical order, how people answered, starting with Boyd. Boyd?
3: Hey, Jay.
4: How are you? Ah,
2: pretty darn hunky-dory, whatever that means. Whatever that means. What does
4: that mean exactly? (laughs) I think it means a full boat of fish. Uh, Really? Yeah, you know, dories. Oh, yeah, okay. (laughs) It was dangerous, but they were just, uh, you know, the main old, you know, boats yep. the old, you know they would send the men out with their dories to yep. go, you know, go get the fish
2: well you know I've, I've learned a lot about boats and in, in, in the you know I I learned a packet is a small boat that carried stuff yeah. you know I, I learned that a red nun is the red buoy you see out and you know as you're coming into the harbor yeah they
4: yeah. got a, they've got a uh, you know they've got a restaurant in Chatham called that
2: yeah they also have a second one in Dennis. that's correct they yeah. do yeah, yeah. So, uh, you know, because when I first saw the one in Chatham, I'm like, "Why do they call it the why? What's a red nun?" I didn't, so I had to ask somebody <laughs> what it is, and they had to somebody somebody smarter than me had to tell me what a red. Well, is. I didn't know either. I right? know. <laughs> oh, well, anyway, yeah. it's
4: good to know. Good to face. know. So, yeah. gonna,
2: is it going to snow where you are?
4: Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, we we only got about four or five yesterday, but today, I unless the winds, hopefully they blow further east. Yeah, we're definitely going to get some. Yeah, but Maybe you up can, to 18
2: inches. Yeah, but you can play golf year-round on the Cape. <laughs> I, heard the, I heard the Chamber of Commerce tell me that.
4: Well, you know, I've got my well, uh, orange ones ready to go. Yep. There you go. You're all set. You can go out there, and you don't have to wait for tea time. Yep.
2: So, okay, I need an exact match.
4: What well, was- here we go. I know, I remember distinctly it was a Ford Thunderbird. Yep. But what uh, year? I'm not certain of the year. I'm going to guess 68. And you would be
2: wrong. Ah. 67. No, stop guessing. You had one guess. That was it. 67. No, that was... Yeah, stop guessing. You, <laughs> you have your shot. Oh, okay, God. go polish up your snow shovel. Oh, my God. I thought you were moving to Florida. Come on. You know that
4: song by uh, by uh, Mark Cohen about the Silver Thunderbird? Yep. I heard that yesterday, and it was so... You uh, know, I've got that out. It's a really good, good recording. And, uh... I remember the Thunderbird very well. I just couldn't remember the yeah. year. That's
2: a, That's okay. That's why. That's 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 what makes it trivia. Yeah. Okay. Thanks, boy. Okay. Take care. Bye, bye. Let's go over to line two to Rick. Rick. Hi. Just want to say, love your show.
5: Thank you. It, it's a lot of fun. Uh,
2: it's a '66 T-bird. It is a '66 T-bird. You're absolutely right. If <laughs> you want to buy, you got to do a little bit better than seventy-one thousand five hundred dollars. <laughs> But you did. I, I, I lost it there for one sec. Um,
4: you know, the only reason I know is when I was a kid, and I'm probably dating myself, I, uh, one of my neighbors had one in his garage, and we used to go over and look at it and try and figure out what the heck it was. We had no idea.
2: I I will admit, the 64 65- 63 and they, and they're all subtly different but 63 64 65 66 those are some of my favorite thunderbirds and when you get one that when you get one that's done up nice like a, a black with the black interior they're beautiful cars they really are they really are um, it's funny because over the years I've you know I've
5: looked for that you know special you know kind of uh, you know bring me back to my childhood yep.
4: and that's one of the ones that always shows up and I, I talk to my mechanic about getting it and and he always shakes his head. For
5: some reason, he says there's always issues with the engine mounts, or, or something with that car. And I don't know if he's just trying to talk sense into me, or if that's really an issue. But
2: well, um, you know, the, the, you know, f- some of these some of these Fords when they were new were leaking oil. The oil leaked all over the motor mounts. The motor mounts deteriorated. That didn't help. You know, the front seals in the transmission weren't good. But you know, to to have a good used car, all you need is um, all you need is time and money, right? Yeah, seriously. Yeah, and uh, I have two of those because I have yeah. two kids getting ready for college. So. There you go. So So uh, but stay right there. We will we'll get down your name and address, and we'll put something nice in the mail to you. Okay. Thank you very much. All right. All right thank you. Happy to be here. You too. Okay. So uh, Karen, will take care of Rick, and uh, Good. 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 we'll talk about a few other things coming up. And if, again, if you would like to join us, our phone number is 617-770-3030. And if you would like tickets to the Boston Auto Show. All you have to do is uh, call up and ask for them, and I have a few left. I think of the, I think I got fifty odd. Um, I have a few left, but you have to pick them up here at the radio station at uh, at uh, 500 Victory Road in, in uh, Quincy, Mass. Here at Marina Bay, and uh, we will have them for you up front uh, with a post-it note with your na- name on them or something, and then we'll go from there. You can come and pick them up, and you can get them. Uh, uh, I suppose you could get them even on the way to the All show right. if you were coming from the South Shore. Right. Well, it's a rumor that never dies, according to an article in Automotive News. It says sometimes, somewhere, somehow, Mazda will figure out a way to bring back the rotary engine in its production car. But when? Mazda history with the rotary has, a, has steeped in lore. In 1991, the oddball engine design powered the company to the only Le Mans win by a Japanese automaker ever. Internally, the design has long served as a rallying cry for what Mazda's mm-hmm. is capable of, its engineering. Remember, the rotary engine was originally going to go in a General Motors car. I think it was supposed to go in the, oh, in the X-Body cars, the Citation, Chevy Citation, and cars like that. Um, it never never quite worked out in that. I wonder if there's one kicking around somewhere. But uh, It's also known as a Wankel engine. It sold you on for years under the hood of the Mazda's... Uh, RX sports car. Since the last RX-8 was sent out to pasture in 2012, every six months or so, there's more talk on the next application of a rotary in um, Mazda. The automaker itself also threw a little bit of uh, speculation into a, uh, the 2015 Tokyo Auto Show with the debut of the RX Vision concept car. But uh... You know, is it going to have one? Hard to say. Uh, the uh, Toyota, uh, Tokyo correspondent for yep. Automotive News uh, sent waves through the motoring press this past couple of weeks when he was talking with somebody from Mazda, and he said they had no plans for a larger than an MX-5 Miata sports car that would use the rotary engine as a range extender. Okay. So they're talking about maybe an electric sports car with a rotary engine as a range extender. That could be something. And this was widely misread as saying Mazda has no plans for any kind of large sports car. That's a big difference that Mazda R&D work on the rotary engine never ends. Mm -hmm. Mazda sees its potential in in it as a compact design as a range extender on an EV, and that makes a lot of sense. Because it is small. It doesn't take up much room, and it has plenty of power, and it would probably do nice with a... uh, with uh, an electric vehicle as a way to keep that vehicle in full electric mode, uh, so they're they're talking about some things going up. So we'll have to we'll have to wait and see. Let's go talk to Ken, I believe. Ken, good morning. And good morning to you, sir, and happy New Year. Well, happy New Year to you as well,
5: sir. I had a couple of maintenance questions. Just put things first on tires. Yes. I bought my daughter tires, sew so tires, put them on, got them happened to get them at Costco, and they're good tires, and they filled them up with helium or nitrogen or whatever they put in tires. Well,
2: help, hopefully it wasn't helium. Okay. Then the car would float.
5: It would get good mileage. It would, yeah. And, uh, if you, and it's never needed air. I check them every year. Like I, They're mounted on tires. I take them off and yep. store them. Yep. But, and I checked it, and they were... Spot on, mm-hmm. But can you add regular air to that tire?
2: How much of a science fiction fan are you? Not at all. Not at all. See, then you wouldn't know this. But if you were a Star Trek fan, every time they went to a, a planet, they would always check the air, air quality. And they would always say, and I don't remember what it is, some Star Trek fan would have to tell me. But they would say it's a Class M planet with 78% nitrogen and the remainder, remainder oxygen. So the air that comes under the air pump is 78% nitrogen. So by adding regular air, you are introducing some oxygen and some other inert gases, but you are basically putting mostly nitrogen in those tires as it is. So you could go back to a port of bed and say, hey, my tire's a little bit low. Can you, can you air them up with nitrogen? But I'm not a... Huge. The idea behind nitrogen has a couple of pluses and minuses. Uh, the minus is it costs money to put it in. The pluses are it tends to be a very dry air. It comes from. It doesn't come from an air compressor that basically manufactures moisture out of the air. The second thing about nitrogen is. The molecules of nitrogen are fatter than the molecules of regular air, so they tend to stay in the tire longer. They don't tend to seep through the tire. So that's why when your tires lose a little bit of air, under not just the difference in air temperature, which also affects air pressure, but when the tires lose a little bit of air, where the air goes, the oxygen actually kind of, Filters through the sidewall of the tires. So by putting more air in, you're adding more nitrogen and more air. So the short answer to that is yes, you can put regular air in your tires. Cool. The other question, you've, I've heard you speak over the years,
5: different times about synthetic, regular oil. Mm-hmm. I've always gone whatever comes in the car. I'm still, uh, we're still a conventional oil mm-hmm. family. Mm-hmm. If I wanted. Didn't have synthetic. Can you mix it all at minimum? Like in other words, if I drained the oil, left it overnight, then I put in synthetic, you'd be fine. I would
2: assume. Oh, absolutely. In fact, if you just you know the engine was good and hot, you just drained out the oil and you got it to the point where you know pretty much stopped dripping, you'd be fine. Um, the the question sometimes comes: What happens when you're you know you you've had the oil in the car for? 5,000 miles, all of a sudden you suddenly decide to check the oil, you're down two quarts, and the only oil available is conventional oil, but you have you know, two and a half quarts of synthetic oil And can you mix it together? Yes, you can, but at that point, you've kind of taken away the benefit of the synthetic oil. And the only real difference between synthetic oil and conventional oil is Molecule size and molecule uniformity. Synthetic oil, the molecules are very uniform. Conventional oil, the molecules are all different sizes, and that's why synthetic oil you get better lubrication, longer life, better flowing because it's all the same, all the same size. And just a quick related to that. And if, if that be in
5: the case, then if you've got seals that are worn, the molecules in synthetic will find the weak spot of go out, Is that possible? <sighs>
2: Um, Almost, but what happens is what's keeping the oil from leaking then is sludge inside the car. And what's synthetic oil? Synthetic oil is a pretty good cleaner. And what it can do is it can wash away some of the sludge so it actually can, you're, you're right, it can find a leak. That leak is already there. You just haven't really, it hasn't become quite as apparent. So that's possible. But for instance, I was never a big believer in synthetic oil. I looked at, I looked at oil, and I said, Oil's oil is always or 4,000 miles. You don't worry about it. Well, it was all good until someone sent me a case of oil. And I put, I changed the oil in my wife's car, and I noticed it started up better. It was quieter, less strain on the starter. It didn't draw as much amperage, um, and it got just a... I don't know, uh, half a mile more fuel economy. So I'm like, you know what? I think I'm kind of sold on synthetic oil, and that's all I use in both of our cars now. Uh, um, the Volkswagen we have requires it. My old Hyundai doesn't, but I find it, it, it works great, and that's what I want to use, and that's what I stay with, and it's worth a little bit of extra money.
5: You're me a believer. I've listened to you, and, and, I, and what you say, it just sounds, it's a better mousetrap. Oh, there you go.
2: Thank you, sir. Okay. All right. Take care, Ken. Bye bye. Bye bye. All right. We need to take a break, and when we come back, we're going to be talking to Chris Russell from the Paragon Group. My name is John Paul. This is the Car Doctor program. We will be back momentarily. <laughs>
3: Y'all, and sing it for me. Car wash, woo, hoo Car wash
6: yeah Work and work. Well, those cars never seem to stop coming. Work and work. Keep those bags and machines humming. Work
1: and work. My.
7: Honda presents ways to make your holidays even more magical. Decorate your yard with real reindeer.
8: Oh, no, 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 please, not the azaleas. Or
7: you could just get a great deal on a Honda at the Happy Honda Days sales event. Hurry in to your Honda dealer.
6: At Honda Cars of Boston and Everett, it's the most wonderful time of the year with the Happy Honda Day sale going on until January 2nd. The prices have never been better. So visit Honda Cars of Boston today at 100 Broadway, Route 99 in Everett. Visit online at HondaCarsOfBoston.com or call 1 800 65 Honda. That's 1 800 65 Honda. Visit Honda Cars of Boston and Everett today. Honda presents ways to make your holidays even more magical.
7: Decorate your yard with real reindeer.
8: Oh, no. No, no, no. Please, not the azaleas. Or you
7: could just get a great deal on a Honda at the Happy Honda Days sales event. Hurry in to your
0: Honda dealer. Don't you just hate the hassle of car buying? Make it easy by finding your financing first. Hi, I'm Kevin Chapman. As a member of the City of Boston Credit Union for over two decades, I know that they always put their members first with some of the most competitive car rates around. You can figure out what you want to spend before you even go shopping. Come visit the City of Boston Credit Union at cityofbostoncu.com and apply today. Or call 617-635-4545. City of Boston Credit Union. Uniquely Boston. Equal Opportunity Lender.
9: This is David Davenport of the Hoover Institution for townhall.com. One topic that has pretty much been dropped from the political conversation is the federal debt. Under President Obama, the debt has nearly doubled from around $10 trillion to $20 trillion. And fortunately, it could grow even more under President Donald Trump. In the campaign, Trump said he loved debt, having built a successful business career with it. If debt becomes a problem, he said, he would renegotiate it with other countries. A very tough sell. And he talks about lots of federal spending, rebuilding the military, and spending a trillion dollars on infrastructure while lowering taxes. It would take an unrealistic amount of economic growth to balance that budget. The growing federal debt is a national security risk, placing too much of our economic future in the hands of other countries, such as China. And it is an unfair transfer of responsibility from this generation to the next. One meaningful step would be to finally address overblown entitlement programs. But something must be done about the debt. I'm David Davenport.
1: W.R.O.L. Boston. You're listening to The Car Doctor.
2: Welcome back to the Car Doctor Program on AM 950 WROL, the Spirit of Boston, AM 1260 WBIX, the business buzz. Well, it's that time of year. It's auto show season. The Detroit Auto Show is starting this week, as is the New England International Auto Show, uh, the big show here in New England. It really is, and it takes place at the Boston Convention and uh, whatever it's called, Boston Convention and Exhibition Center. And with us on the phone is our buddy Chris Russell. Chris, good morning! Happy New Year, good morning. Good morning, how are you? Good, how are you? I'm good, I'm good, Uh, I'm preparing, um, you know, I want to go home, like, polish up my snow shovel or something, but, (laughs) I'm going out to buy one after this interview. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But, that being said, it's auto show season, right? Oh, sure is, and we've got the And the Boston Convention Center, for people who haven't been there, for people that haven't been on an auto show in a while, and they kind of remember the Bayside, which was uh, dark and dreary. I think I think the Bayside, as good as you guys tried to do, I still swear it had like three light bulbs in it. <laughs> the legacy of the Bayside yeah. continues,
5: but the BCEC is just so big and bright and easy to get to and easy to park, and the access is there. It's just it's the benefits of a new building. Yeah, it's 80 accessible and very easy by the MBTA as well.
2: Yeah, it's uh, Silver Line, I think, right? Yes, sir. Yep. So, that you know, for somebody, and and I will admit this publicly again, for someone who's never ridden on the T, ever. <laughs> the car doctor should never ride on the T. Yeah, well, that, you know, it's, that's what I think. And I, and I know people who work for the T, and they keep saying it to me, and I say, I'll I'll ride on the T when you let me drive.
5: And, when the tea doctor
2: drives the car. Yeah, yeah, and and you know, and that is one of those. That's one of those things that they just uh, they somehow don't bite on that for some reason. I, I, you know, and and I guess like maybe twenty years ago, I probably could have gotten away with it, but today, you know, they're a little fussier about that sort of stuff. So, uh, but what do you, what's hot? What's uh, so? What's going on at the auto show? And I I still like to tell people if you're thinking about shopping for a car in. You don't know quite what you want because, I mean, they're all good cars these days, but you don't know, you know, visibility, comfort, seat comfort, leg room. Am I going to be able to, you know, put my six-foot, four-inch teenager in the back seat? The auto show is a good place to look because you look at how many cars are going to be there. Well, seeing is believing, and we've got well over 500 vehicles there, um, plus
5: all of the other vehicles that you can test drive at the ride-and-drive event. And those this year we'll have uh, Kia, and Chrysler, and Toyota vehicles there. Um, if you want to try something new or innovative, the auto show is the place to be. Uh, we've got so many new vehicles. Yesterday, I just picked up. Uh, Ford is all excited. They have a 2018 EcoSport that they can't wait to tell everyone about. Wow! That just came in yesterday. The exotics are exceptional this year. Um, if you're into new and innovative theme this year should be debuts, because really, for the first time since 2008, Detroit and the auto industry really are happy to flex their muscles and show you what they've got. Um, we've got a U.S. debut this year, the Bentley Flying wow. Spur W12S, the U.S. debut. We've got the East Coast debut of the Aston Martin DB11, which is the James Bond yeah, yeah. 21st century car. Uh, we've got also for the families.
2: about some of the safety technology. And I think um, I think it might be the Toyota commercial that does a pretty good job of it. And they're saying, you know, in our $22,900 RAV4, you get all the sophisticated electronics in the car to help keep you safe. And, you know, a lot of people, I remember when... ABS brakes first started to get popular. People were like, oh, you know, I don't, I don't know about those. I, you know, I don't know if they're going to be safe. And in fact, ABS brakes have done a fantastic job of keeping people safe. You add in stability control systems that help prevent spinouts. And now you add in some of this other technology, and it's uh, it's uh, like all things: the more of them you make, the cheaper it gets, and the systems work good. And even the systems that automatically apply the brake, which you know nobody's going to say they're perfect 100% of the time, and even the ones just just help mitigate a crash, they they minimize it to some extent too. So instead of rear-ending a car, it 50 miles an hour, even the ones that don't bring a car to a full stop but just provide braking assistance, all of a sudden now you're not hitting that car as hard, and you know, if all things work, well, all you did was some damage to the vehicle, you didn't hurt yourself, and all of those technologies and all of these cars we're starting to see for you know, 2016, 17, and 18. It's exciting to see that almost
5: every vehicle, in fact, I think every vehicle on the floor this year has this technology standard part of the vehicles. It's not just part of the luxury vehicles anymore. It's not you know, something extra that you have to pay on. And one of the features I just heard about, uh, say you're driving on a mass pike and you're going 70 miles an hour and you uh, drop your coffee or the little one in the back makes a sound and you mm-hmm. just turn suddenly, the car drives straight for you. <laughs> it does it move. And if something jumps out, it has the braking. And it's spectacular and we always think of the comfort and the convenience inside the vehicle, but it's connected everything and it's also connecting the vehicle to the world so i'm reading articles about these vehicles in wired magazine and pc
2: Mag. oh sure yeah <laughs> you yeah. See, yeah so we've really hit a new era yeah i mean at the consumer electronics show this week i think there was five car introductions yes yeah yes. which really tells you where the technology is going and i read a quote from uh, jay leno the other day jay leno doesn't even like to you know have an automatic transmission car, I'd rather shift himself, but he talked about self-driving cars, and he said, well, you know, based on all the distractions people have in their cars, and they're doing everything but driving, at least maybe the car will be paying attention. Yeah. Which, he which
5: really he just just, he it. Yeah, what but you just said. said. It, at yeah. least the car will be paying attention. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah that was pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> um, we're not at the George Jetson stage yet. No. We're not at the self-driving automobiles. If someone's coming to look for that to the show, it's not going to be there. And this is really not the region to showcase that technology. We're not there yet. We don't have the infrastructure with the roads. We certainly don't have the weather. <laughs> and so we're just not there yet in this region for that self-driving vehicle. You're, you're but right, but... Self-driving automated vehicles have a different de- definition that people need to learn about.
2: Mm-hmm. And they can do that at the auto show. Yeah, no, and what, what always amazes me is when I go up to one of the presenters at the show. And I just thought they were a pretty face. And in fact, they know a lot of stuff about the cars. There's there's a lot of training that goes into... I I was talking to a woman from Toyota, and she knew a fantastic amount of stuff about the car. And what she didn't know, she had it on an iPad.
5: Yes. And also what I like about it is they're there to be a resource and answer your questions, so there's no pressure. No. There's no... You know, it's They're there to show you and answer your questions and help you better understand and compare the stylings and the packages and the options and the pricings of all the vehicles out there.
2: Yeah, there's nobody there that says, what can we do to make you a customer today? And also I saw, found that some of these product specialists, they're just good people too.
5: Yeah. Not just a pretty face, not just smart, but... uh passionate, and uh, they also have a a real way with the public, so they're able to answer anybody's questions and make these vehicles accessible to
2: anyone. No, I remember there was, I was was very specifically looking for what model Toyota had LED headlights in it, And, and she said, well, it's on the Camry on this model, and it's on very limited production Toyota Corolla. And I said, geez, I've never seen it on a Corolla. And she flips to her iPad and goes, yeah, it's on this model, uh, very limited production. Um, She said, and and she said, it's a little bit of extra cost, so who knows how long it's going to kick around. I mean, just extremely knowledgeable and, you know, just fantastic, again, a fantastic resource. And you learn a lot when you go to the show. And, you know, we're talking about all the safety. But, uh, you know, being being a, a product of my age, I suppose, there's a lot of horsepower at the show. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah.
5: Um, in fact, one of the vehicles, the Evora 400 from Lotus, is one of those vehicles that's been bragging about its horsepower, and it seems like when you read through all these magazines, the, uh, the Porsche Panamera, for example, they've got horsepower, and they've got all the other benefits we've been talking about. And we should have a game for the car doctor listeners, see if they can on the floor of the other show. There's <laughs> a you of uh, questions that stump them. That's going to be really, really obscure questions.
2: Yeah, 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 yeah well, years, years ago... We actually, and it's probably still in a warehouse somewhere. I think there was the New England Motor Press Association stump the chumps, and people would try to stump us, and we'd give them little prizes. So uh, <laughs> not a lot of gifts were given out, though, right? Uh, would, you would know, be surprised. It was, it was, <laughs> but you know, but you know, people, people know ridiculous. You know, somebody, somebody came over to me, and they were looking at. I think they were looking at a, At the time, it might have been a Mitsubishi. Uh, uh, evo or something and it was like uh what percentage of drag do the uh, you know the wind diffusers on the roof change and i'm like uh, uh, i don't know here have a price um you know so but, but yeah but, but it is it's amazing it's amazing you know people that are enthusiasts they go to the show people that are shopping they're going to the show but also people that are just kind of looking for a day out are going to the show because where the where the uh, convention center is is all of a sudden turned into this hot area
5: What we're, we're trying to think this is one big selfie area the whole convention center the auto show and then the whole seaport district because people are going down there and they're making a day of this a big event i don't blame them especially up. with the rv show being concurrent in the same building and they're going down there and they're enjoying the benefits yeah. of the seaport yeah. and about boston it's, it's really become a special part of boston that just developed out of nowhere. I have a friend who's visiting from uh, New Orleans this week, and she has been up in five years. And she keeps texting me like, "Where did this come from? Where did this come from?" And she's in the Seaport District.
2: Yeah, it, it is. It, it used to be there was there was uh, three bars and one restaurant over in that end of t- end of the world. Then all of a sudden now there's hotels and there's the convention center and there's world class restaurants over there. Oh, In fact, yeah. that, that Legal Seafood is the busiest Legal Seafood in the whole chain. Yeah. No, and and the uh, um, the test kitchen is great. I, I mean, it's just it's a fantastic area, and the more it develops, and I know I know uh, the city of Boston has like a twenty year plan to even make it more pedestrian friendly over there, or just make it a better place, better place to be. You you mentioned uh, quickly the RV and camping show um, that's uh, going on Saturday through Monday. No, actually, this year we extended to a fourth day. with oh, okay. popular And so it starts on Friday. Oh, great. Okay.
5: Afforded. Also, something to tell you about, too, and this is a scoop for your listeners. We just uh, partnered with Sociable Live, and they uh, are going to broadcast on Facebook Live. So, if your listeners want to find us on Facebook, it's at Boston Auto Show. Mm-hmm. And throughout the auto show, we will be broadcasting little segments all weekend long on Facebook Live wow. about different dealers, different manufacturers, different product specialists. Just who's who of who's at the auto show it's a real event and we want mm-hmm. everyone to be able to access this and see this and if they miss a broadcast they can always go back and watch another one because it'll be posted up on Facebook
2: yeah no, face, Facebook live it, you know I look at that technology whether it's Facebook live or or uh, you know some of the some of the other technologies it's a, amazing that you basically have a television station in your hand now and yes, and actually, know, this will be lit
5: like a television yeah. station would have it lit it's like a real shoot that's um, just a little ten by ten space, but it'll be big enough to be able to set up okay, a broadcast studio.
2: Wow, that is, you know, phenomenal stuff. With again, technology lets us do all these kind of things. Uh, but you know, the show the show is if you're looking for performance cars, you're looking for economy cars, you're looking for sports cars, you're looking for family sedans, you're looking for minivans, SUVs, pickup trucks. Pickup trucks are are just uh, such a big part of our our culture today, and and you have. Every one of them there. Ford just sent me a list yesterday. There are going to be five F-150s there.
5: By far and away, more vehicles in their booth dedicated to that one particular model than any other vehicle.
2: Yeah, it, it is, it's, such, it's such a popular vehicle and such a good vehicle. The new Ram pickup is phenomenal. The, the, the Chevrolet pickups are, are great. And, and, you know, whoever, whoever thought, you know, you know Toyota and Nissan with big pickup trucks. And, and they have, they have some great products out there. They do. They really do. And the um, luxury
5: vehicles this year, too, like the Mercedes, the E-Class, don't know. Mm. Uh, what I've seen so far of it, I can't wait to see it in person, it looks like a luxury <laughs> that you just kind of enclose yourself in, and it looks like one of these vehicles that you could just drive forever. Yeah, no. It's it, like a lot of these luxuries are like that, too. They're just, you become one with the
2: vehicle. Yeah, no, They're, they're it's it's great stuff. And you mentioned, you mentioned the exotics, and the exotics always, you know, People people love to look at stuff they can't afford. Maybe they maybe they're fortunate enough they can afford it. But you know you, you you always do a great job of bringing bringing a bunch of exotics to Boston. Ferrari,
5: Lamborghini, Lotus, Maserati, Rolls Royce, Aston Martin, Bentley. That's just
2: top of the list <laughs> That's a that's a, that's a uh, that's a pretty good list. That's a
5: pretty I should good also add Boston Cup vehicles will be there as well.
2: Oh okay. Yeah. So if
5: you look at other vehicles that you can't afford. Might as well just close
2: out over to the Boston Cup section. <laughs> yeah, you 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 might as, you might as well. So uh, so you know, fantastic you know kind of uh, at least uh, for me unobtainable cars, but certainly certainly cars I love to look at. You sit and you look at a Ferrari sometimes, and you you'll be there and um, you look at it and you say. Wow, what, you know, what a great car, and you start to look at it, and the the compound shapes that the body is made in, uh, it's one of those cars that's like a piece of art, you can just stand there looking at it. It is,
5: and you know, the other head turns on these uh, new electrical cars. Oh, yeah. These, you know, they're affordable now. Yeah. And you look at it, it's like, Chevy's got the Bolt, Honda's got the Clarity, and mm-hmm. they've got the brand new Ioniq, which they're very proud of, and the Kia Niro. I mean... <laughs> Think about the choices you have now. Oh That's yeah, coming the
2: Toyota Prius and all the other good stuff. Hmm. No, so, it, 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 and and the idea and, you know you you mentioned the the ins and and all and the idea of a you know some people say yeah uh, you know a plug-in electric vehicle you know it's a boring it's a boring car but when they start to, when they start to do a little research it's Ferrari La Ferrari it's the Porsche the new Porsche million dollar car they're they're all versions of hybrids now which tells you that. Um, you know, I, I always joke about the turn of the last century. You'd go out and you buy a car, and it could be, you know, powered by diesel fuel, gasoline, steam, I don't know, wood chips. Who knows what it was powered by? And today, we're, we're looking at cars that are almost the same thing. You can, go, you can buy a diesel. You can buy a compressed natural gas car. You can go out and buy a hybrid electric. You can go yeah. out and buy a plug-in hybrid electric. You can go out and buy a pure electric, and they're all going to do phenomenally well. And they're not going to limit you. No.
5: Nope. That's the beauty of it. But yep. so you're free to be able to choose what you need, Yep.
2: No, it's 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 great stuff. And, again, the show is taking place January 12th through the 16th. at Boston. the weekend. Yep. Boston Convention and Exhibition Center. That's on Summer Street in Boston. The website for the show is Boston Auto Show, right?
5: BostonAutoshow.com. Tickets are $15 for adults. For children 12, 6 to 12, it's $6. And children under 6,
2: free. And a whole bunch of people got free tickets from you, and I want to thank you and Barbara for that.
5: Thank you very much. All thanks right. for uh, bringing to your audience.
2: All right. Thanks, Chris. I'll see Have you. Nice I, I will most likely see you on Thursday. I'll
5: see you on Thursday,
2: and thank you to your listeners. All Have right. Take night. care. Bye-bye. Stay warm. Yep. Uh, Chris Russell from the Boston Auto Show. Why don't we take a quick break and... Uh, collect our thoughts. I think we have Carol on hold. Stay right there, Carol. We will be with you in just a couple minutes. If you would like to join us, our phone number is 617-770- 3030. We'll be right back.
4: Well, my time went so quickly. I went splitly Out my old Fifty five. As I pulled away slowly, feeling so holy, God
3: knows I was feeling alive.
7: Honda Presents, ways to make your holidays even more magical. Decorate your yard with real reindeer.
8: Oh no, 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 please, not the azaleas. Or
6: you could just get a great deal on a Honda at the Happy Honda Days sales event. Hurry in to your Honda dealer. At Honda Cars of Boston and Everett, it's the most wonderful time of the year with the Happy Honda Day sale going on until January 2nd. The prices have never been better. So visit Honda Cars of Boston today at 100 Broadway, Route 99 in Everett. Visit online at HondaCarsOfBoston.com or call 1 800 65 Honda. That's 1 800 65 Honda. Visit Honda Cars of Boston in Everett today.
7: Honda presents ways to make your holidays even more magical. Decorate your yard with real reindeer.
8: Oh, no, 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 please, not the azaleas. Or
7: you could just get a great deal on a Honda at the Happy Honda Days sales event. Hurry in to your Honda dealer.
0: Hi, I'm Kevin Chapman. You know, I make my living in Hollywood, but I choose to keep my money with the City of Boston Credit Union. As a member for over two decades, I put my family's trust in the City of Boston Credit Union with four full-service branches, including their latest in Canton. Check out the City of Boston Credit Union at cityofbostoncu.com and see how you, too, can become a member today. City of Boston Credit Union. Uniquely Boston.
7: Federally insured by
9: NCUA. This is David Davenport of the Hoover Institution for TownHall.com. One topic that has pretty much been dropped from the political conversation is the federal debt. Under President Obama, the debt has nearly doubled from around $10 trillion to $20 trillion. And fortunately, it could grow even more under President Donald Trump. In the campaign, Trump said he loved debt, having built a successful business career with it. If debt becomes a problem, he said, he would renegotiate it with other countries. A very tough sell. And he talks about lots of federal spending, rebuilding the military, and spending a trillion dollars on infrastructure while lowering taxes. It would take an unrealistic amount of economic growth to balance that budget. The growing federal debt is a national security risk, placing too much of our economic future in the hands of other countries such as China. And it is an unfair transfer of responsibility from this generation to the next. One meaningful step would be to finally address overblown entitlement programs, but something must be done about the debt. I'm David Davenport.
10: We live in an unpredictable world. On any given day, you could find yourself in a state of emergency. Are you prepared? In a crisis, your number one need will be food, but not just any food. Survival food is more important today than ever before, says Frank Bates from Four Patriots, a leader in self-reliant products. Natural disasters, terrorist attacks, and other threats can make obtaining sufficient food impossible in an emergency. Don't take chances. You need to have a supply of non-perishable survival food good for 25 years on hand in case of emergency. And now you can, because right now, 72-hour survival food kits are being given away free to listeners, but only while surviving. Supplies last. This 72 hour survival kit has 16 servings of delicious food rated for 25 years of storage. It sells to the general public for $27 plus shipping, but it's yours free if you act now. Just cover the $9.95 shipping. To get your free supply, go to freefoodthenumber4.com right now. That's freefood4.com. Freefood4.com.
1: You're listening to The Car Doctor, WROL Boston.
2: Back to the Car Doctor Program. Our phone number is 617 770 3030. To our past trivia winner uh, who won a AAA membership, uh, and I guess he left Carrot a message that said he's already a member and he was going to send it back. Uh, that was Ken Scott. Uh, you can always hang on to it. You can save it. You can save it, use it for paying towards your renewal. Even if you're a plus member, you can, they'll, they'll, they'll prorate it towards that, or you can just give it to a friend you must have a friend. <laughs> I don't have a lot, but you know, you probably have you know, you probably have a lot. So, let's talk to our friend Carol. Carol? What? Carol, how are things in Lovely Lynn? Ah, beautiful. Um
3: just wanted to wish you a happy new year and thank you for the auto show tickets.
2: You got you you're going to replace that uh, Nissan Leaf with maybe like a uh, million dollar Porsche hybrid.
3: No, but uh, I, I am big on electric cars, yep. and usually uh, I take my hybrid down for the car show, if we don't take the T, but the hybrid, they have special spaces there for the hybrid up front, mm-hmm. and I had about, I think, four to six spaces for hybrids. Now, my question is, if I take my Nissan Leaf in, uh, do they have a charger I can park and charge the car?
2: I have no idea. But I bet if you went to a company, if you went to a website like ChargePoint, they would tell yeah. you if there's a charging station there because they list, they list an awful lot of the charging stations. And I wouldn't be surprised if they do because, you know, over at the City Hall, over at Boston City Hall, I think they have four charging stations. So I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, yeah I wouldn't be surprised if they do or at the hotel right next door. So, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but if you go. You know, yeah, if you. Uh, if you go to the website for the, for the Boston Convention Exhibition Center, I bet they would have. And I want to say, I remember, I thought I remember seeing in the little underground garage when you drive all the way around the convention center and you take the lower level for that little small garage, I want to say I thought I remembered seeing some electric charging stations there. But, no, that would
3: be great. Yeah. That'd make it a lot easier. Yeah, that would be wonderful because they should be putting them up in, in places like that. Yeah, no, we're
2: seeing we're seeing more and more charging stations pop up here and there, uh, and they uh, we're seeing we're seeing higher higher performance ones. So, for instance, like we have. Uh, uh, we have one at work that's a 30 amp one we're starting to see 40 amp ones now and the little more amperage the quicker the charge you know the, the quicker you're on your way but uh, but let's face it if you could find a charging station at the convention center and you go into the show you, you, you're going to be there all day so
3: yeah well relief has relief has two portals one is for a high charge yeah. mm-hmm. is like 20 minutes. To go to eighty percent, yep. mm-hmm. and the other one is a conventional charge, which I have at the house. It's like a, a dryer. It's like right. 220, I think, or two forty, yep. and that one does it in like four or five hours, yeah. depending yeah. on how much how depleted you are.
2: Yeah, and then and then uh, you, then if you had to, you could plug it into a regular house current. A room. regular, but
3: yeah. yeah you have take, both on the outside of the house. Yeah, so yeah like then it, it would take you ahead. long.
2: Then it would take you a long time to charge up. But
3: yeah, but if the, if you're doing it overnight, you're not using the car overnight while you're sleeping.
2: So right. That's exactly. 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 Exactly.
3: Now regarding the trivia question, that car is one of my favorite cars of all time, and I remember I was trying to remember if it was a '64 to a '66. That's when they had—I think they called them the square body. There, there there was there
2: was, there was one they called the square bird.
3: The square bird, yeah, it was sixty four to sixty six. Yeah, I don't think
2: the 66 yeah, I don't think the sixty six was a square bird. I think that was the earlier one, but but uh, the Ford the Ford uh, aficionados will let us know what that is. But but I I'm a big fan of that 63, 64, 65, 66. And there's a lot of differences between them for people who really yeah. like them. But I I just I think they're just such great cars and they're such good looking cars that uh, now the sixty three had the
3: big round tail light. So that was a different design. Yeah, yeah a
2: little, little different, but, you
3: and know, you had get... A, had a different front. Yeah. I, real, I thought it was quite different. It didn't yeah. look this square. They had the, oh, 60, uh, what, four, uh, four, five, six. They had the uh, rectangular yeah. tail light. Little they bit, had little a, bit different. a sequential yep. light on the 66. It was sequential. Yeah, it was a little, little bit different car. beautiful. Yeah, but yeah. The, the
2: idea of you could get that car with a, a big V8 engine, automatic transmission, air conditioning, <laughs> Road you know, rode like a magic carpet. It was just it was just such a nice car and you know, was it oh, yeah. yeah. In the movie it was uh, what a turquoise and I think it had white
3: interior, maybe a white top Yeah, kind
2: like of, my Mustang.
3: I've yeah. got a white top and white leather interior, the yeah. Mustang. And yeah. it's
2: beautiful. Yeah, it, it 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 I don't I don't remember exactly what the colors were to the car, but it's one of those things that you look at the car and you go you go, you know, they that's that's when that's when they made they made some pretty nice cars. Oh, they were definitely different. Today, they a lot of them look alike, but back yeah. then they were definitely. Different. Yeah, and even and even in two thousand whatever it was, two thousand two, when Ford came out with the new Thunderbird. Um, that wasn't. That was a pretty nice car too. Ford did a pretty good job with that. And those are actually, you know, they're starting to uh, really appeal to people as a as a late model collectible. And yeah, yeah, yeah. I would
3: think so, definitely. Yeah, yeah I like I, them. I like those. Yeah.
2: I, I remember road testing that car back in two thousand two or two thousand three, and. I was getting gas somewhere. I think it was. I think it was somewhere way down the Cape in Orleans or something. And somebody pulled behind me in a Jaguar convertible. And the he got out and he kind of looked at the T Bird because it was relatively new. There wasn't a lot of them around. And he asked me about the car. And he said, "How much? What did one of these cost?" And I said, "Well, this one's pretty. This was a pretty fancy version. It's about thirty-three thousand dollars." And he looked at it. And he looked at his. He looked at his Jaguar and kind of went. My Jaguar is $75,000, and he said, I don't see that much difference in the two cars. And I'm like, "I'm like, well, you got a bigger engine, you got more power, but I said, are they similar? Yeah, they kind of are. Um, and could you buy two of them for, you know, one for Saturday and one for Sunday? Yeah, you could. Yeah, yeah, They. Uh, I think
3: Katie Kermit
2: had one. Katie yeah, and well, all I know his wife didn't, his wife didn't seem that happy. When yeah, he found, yeah. When he found out, when she found out, he could have bought as nice a looking car almost for half the price. So. Right, right,
3: saving a lot of money there. Yeah. All right. Well, that okay. was the main question was uh, about that charger.
2: Okay. Okay. Take care, Carol. You know, maybe All maybe right. during one of the breaks, I'll do a little bit of research too and see and yeah, see if there's something out there. All right. Thank you. Okay. We'll take care, Carol. Bye. Yep. Bye bye. 3030 thirty thirty six one seven seven seventy thirty thirty. Let's talk to Paul. Hey, Paul. What? Oh. Something just—we lost Paul. Mm-hmm. Can you hear me? Right, well, I heard something. Hey, you went away, you came back. I don't know. Hang up and call back. I think that's the answer. We'll try that. Because let's well, try that. Let's see if Boyd's still there. All right, Boyd, uh, you he, still there? I am. Are, are you talking to Paul or me? Well, i, well, yeah. I know. well, who knows what could happen right now. Yeah, well, I
4: sort of hear you.
2: Well, that's good. Well, yeah, we got yeah. new fo- we got new phones coming. Don't worry.
4: <laughs> yeah, last week was kind of interesting. Yeah. Well, well, yeah, that
2: didn't go well at all.
4: Not well, but it was it was fun guessing what the other person was saying. I yeah. could hear you.
2: Yeah. You know,
4: yeah, it was like asking you a question, you know, and then I had to wait till you came back on to figure yeah, out. Yeah, it was like
2: old time it was like it was like talk radio from the fifties. Oh, yeah, a lot of dead Yeah. Yeah, before uh, on am okay. <laughs> <laughs> trying to think who who first came up with the method of being able to Talk put their callers live on the air.
4: I don't know who that yeah. would be. Paul Sullivan. Maybe D- it
2: was D- D- do, you know, do you know who that was? You
0: mean in Boston, or you mean... Uh... Oh, hi. Hi. You mean here in Boston, yeah. or just generally? Yeah. Uh, all right, let's think. Talk radio is a relatively recent phenomenon. Yeah. People used to think you needed music. Yeah. Or, you know, yeah. A symphony orchestra. But 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 I, but I think
2: I think some I think it might have been Larry Glick. Might have been. Might have been somebody like that. Yeah. Might have been somebody like that who figured out that. Uh, be, and they did. They used to do it the way. Unfortunately, my show sounded last week. <laughs> that was sort of. there was sort of. Uh, yeah, they put the phone up to. The yeah, they put the. Yeah, it didn't go well. No. So. Um, so it was like the I, I person. Think, the person talked to me, and I would try to answer the question. It'd be a lot of dead air, but there was something. There was something going on. Well, so. I'm trying
0: to. I'm trying to think that usually it would have been on AM because FM didn't exist. Yeah. Right. So uh bz is you know yeah the um the big station and they did news all the time during the day but i think at night they kind of laid back yeah it could
2: have been could have been could have been larry glick could have been uh,
0: juicy brucey bradley yeah i don't think so no no dick um dick summer i don't know i don't know somebody
2: so i remember reading a book something which i never which i never do hey what year are we talking here uh that would be probably cool. in the 60s yeah, early 60s Bob Clayton or yeah something like that uh, anyway boy what's up alright
4: hey uh, I got a couple of quick questions for you sure. JP yeah um, uh, just for the fun of it going back um, to the T-Bird um, uh, period you know the early ones like 62 mm-hmm. we're talking about 63 and '64s. now they had like the rear fenders that looked sort of cigar shaped like yeah, the, yeah, yeah you know, a little bit I'll yeah. with the tail lights that were round and
2: yeah, like Carol, like Carol said, the round taillights are what you saw in the in the earlier ones, and the sequ- sequential taillights, I believe, is what you saw in the later ones, like the '66. Right. Now,
4: of all those those years of, of the four seat Cedar, uh T bird, all right, which year would you find most desirable? own? the '66.
2: Yeah, I'm person, and I don't know which is the most desirable. Personally I'm a fan of the 6566.
4: Okay. Now, um, what size were their V8s? I mean, what which motor?
2: Well, you uh, could you could get you could get everything but a six-cylinder, I think. You could get you could get yeah. a, a a 289, you could get a 390, and I think there was even a 428. Mhm.
4: Yeah. Now, I know the 289 engine pretty well. Um but um familiar with that one. Uh, my my father had a 289 in a, in a Ford wagon. And, uh, and, and my brother had a 289 and all that, uh, Mustang, um, and it, and one of those, the, the, uh, Ford Shelby Cobra, mm-hmm. the 289. He, you know, he actually bought one of those, uh, 65, and that was great fun. Anyway, uh, my question though is, uh, see, are you from, you know, of, of those engines, uh, all those that, the T-Bird had, that T Bird had at that, time which one would you want to have which is the most maybe the best of all of them? well
2: i think i think they were all i think the uh, i think the 289 and the 390 were good engines but if you wanted something collectible you would want to get something like the the 428 and i think it was a i think it was a q code or something but it was you know if you're looking for collectability you want to get the rarest thing and the rarest thing is the big the big engine so it would be the 428 but wow. if you're looking for something it was just reasonably fun to drive mm-hmm. the the big the big 390s are pretty a pretty good car so but even even the smaller even the smaller engines you know well you know it depends what you want to do with you
4: how many of the 428s were made
2: oh i bet not many especially yeah. in the especially in the, uh, the the limited code so um right. yeah so but you can you know it's it's well probably the 390
4: would be a lot more affordable then
2: yeah, I mean, you can you can go out you can go out and buy a uh, a pretty nice looking you know '64 T Bird right now um, for probably ten to ten to fourteen thousand dollars. In fact, I just looked at a a website. I don't know what it is. Cars for sale. That's yeah. all it says, and there's a '64 T Bird with. 89,000 miles on it. It's got a 390 in it. It's 13.9. There's a 64 T-board with 55,000 miles on it. It's got the big V8 in it for for 13.9. Uh, There's another one with the um, with only 35,000 miles on it. So these are ridiculously low-mileage cars. Um, it's got the small V8 in it. There's a 64, and these are all hot tops. These aren't convertibles. Right. So, um, and then it's got the... Uh, like you said, the '63 or '64—that's sort of the, as you described it, the cigar-style rear fender. So, mm. um, but if you want something like a convertible, well, there's a '64 black convertible. Uh, it just says V8 automatic, 32,000 original miles, 17.9.
4: Mm. That sounds a little hard to believe. Yeah,
2: but you know, sometimes they—they they find them. You know, the other thing—the other thing which would be the, to me, would be kind of the not really a collector car but it would be find one of these that the body's in great shape and put a late model engine in it with fuel injection now all of a sudden you got a car that drives great all the time and maybe you can even do a little something with the suspension and bring it up to modern driving standards that would be phenomenal yeah um, how much do these babies weigh? over 4,000? oh yeah they're tanks they're, they're, they're tanks, <laughs> they're tanks. Hey, boy, <laughs> we gotta get going
4: okay uh, I, I can't. want to ask you one quick thing sure. um, of uh, Between, all right, now, you have a Hyundai. Uh, is that an all-wheel drive? Yes. Oh, okay, and you think pretty highly of it, don't you?
2: I've had it for 10 years. It's been a pretty dependable car.
4: Yeah, and your your wife's VW, is is that four-wheel? No, that's
2: just a front-wheel drive car.
4: Okay, and, you know, I, I just wanted to say very quickly, my, a friend of mine has look, just begun looking for a used um, all-wheel, four-wheel drive. Yep. And uh, have you worked on the 2.5-liter uh, Subarus? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I thought maybe a, a wagon, a, a you know, president, yeah. Whatever. The, the
2: only the only thing you have to watch out for if she's looking really used, if she's looking pre 2005 to two thousand ten, a lot of head gasket problems. So you just want to be you want to you want to be looking for signs of a head gasket leak.
4: Okay, if you were looking for a car not your range, what what would you suggest looking at?
2: Um, I I would look I would look at a CRV. I would look at a Subaru. I just want to make sure the head gasket problem was taken care of. Yeah, yeah. yeah I remember Honda
4: many years ago. Honda had a real problem with that
5: too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No,
2: and um, you know, when you start looking at that range, I, I you know, uh, you know, two thousand, you know, 8, 9, 10, uh, you know, Hyundai Santa Fe, Hyundai Tucson is a pretty good pretty good value too. So. Okay. Okay. All yeah, right. Thank you. Good luck. Bye bye. Let's go over to Paul and Braintree, Paul.
11: Oh hi! Uh, I think we finally connected. Yeah, some, yeah, yeah. Some,
2: something, something happens sometimes. Yeah, the knows. phones try to connect to each other, and then yeah, the, thing's yeah the old mailboxes just
11: don't work as well as they. Not do. as they used to. Not, but but I, I was uh, I was
2: sneaking around here, and I peeked in the window of our engineering department, and I'm pretty sure I saw some brand new brand new phone system getting ready to you know oh. in, the, in the box. So who who knows what's going to happen next time? I have the, uh, I called about one thing, now I got two
11: others. Uh, I called about oil and then went to Thunderbird, but I have the answer on a When Talk Radio as we know it started. Okay. And it was actually, uh, the credit goes to Jerry Williams. Uh huh. It, it was at WMEX about 1957. Uh, MEX was then owned by the Richmond brothers, who were notorious skinflints, uh, as <clears throat> Jerry would say. Uh, he had to go chase him for his paycheck, but he convinced them to to buy this newfangled device. It was called a wire recorder before tape. Okay, and that allowed them to uh, run the program on on a delay basis. And be, be, before it was, I would you be talking to me, then you'd repeat what I said to your listeners, and uh, that's what passed for talk radio. But. Uh, Jerry started it back in uh, so about 67 here in Boston in the uh, building that's right attached to Fenway Park, what was the original MEX, and um, that's when talk radio started, and it you know, it went downhill or uphill from there, depending on yeah. your political point of view. So, uh, uh, and another point of, of trivia, uh, uh, Jerry's last broadcast was probably done... In the very studio you're, you're in, uh, back in about March of 2003, hmm. he used to do a saturday I think it was a Saturday afternoon program.
2: Yeah, um, you know, you know, I don't, I will readily admit I don't read much, but um, uh, Jay Davidson, a, a, a friend of this show, sent me Jerry Williams's book, and I do remember reading that. I yeah. think that's where I read it. That Jerry Williams, you're right. You know, got the got the uh, the wire recorder, and he was the first one that figured out how to put callers' voices on the air. Yeah, I'll
11: give you a plug. I'm I'm in it for other reasons. I was Jerry's producer
2: at one point. You were uh, when he really you were Jerry to... Williams' producer at one point. Yeah,
11: when yeah. he came back to Boston, and, yeah. uh,
2: did, did, Were oh, you oh, were you his producer when he hated AAA because of the primary seatbelt law? Uh, I
11: don't know whether I think he had just started on that campaign.
2: Yeah, uh, that, of, that was probably uh, that was probably don't know, yeah, I think early I, early eighties maybe. Well, he
11: came back to Boston in September of nineteen eighty one from Miami uh, back to Boston, and uh, for a guy who was from New York, Boston was really his hometown. Um, and yeah, I think I, I think the beginnings of that happened, and I. I try to convince him of the fact that that didn't make any sense. As a matter of fact, I had a, uh, a high school classmate of mine who's since passed, unfortunately, who was, uh, I think, uh, worked in the governor's office and highway safety of some division, and uh, Jeff Grossman. Oh, okay. And uh, he called me and said, Can you get Jerry, can we meet with Jerry to get him off this topic? Um, we did, and it didn't work. You know, <laughs> so uh, you could you could convince Jerry of very little once he made up his mind. And if you read you read the book, I uh, I was there, and uh, well, after, I just wrote a, uh, a memoir, which I'm trying to get published. If anyone as a publisher, of my experience uh, producing his uh, his show, uh, it was uh, a unique experience. I bet it was. And, uh, I bet it was. Yeah, yeah. I wish unique isn't always a, always a positive uh, a positive thing but the uh, talk radio being what it was it really had uh, I never really had a problem with, yeah. with, with Jerry and um, you know he uh, he invented the medium as we know it and uh, very few people can do it well I mean who do like political talk yep. we do a great job um, it's exhausting as you probably know when you finish this um, you're talking constantly. And uh, it is uh, it is a uh, something the experts do make it look easy, and it and it really is not. But anyway, so that's it.
0: uh, it's not the talk. Oh, am I? Am yeah, you are. Uh, it's not the talking that's it's the thinking that's exhausting, well, and
11: right? the listening. Yeah, yeah. You know, Jerry was really good at listening. He could pick up in you in know, slight variations in people's tone of voice what they were really saying. And he pointed me sometimes to the to the glass. He said, "Watch this!" And he would point out someone who was going to be say something that that needed a response. <laughs> <laughs> and he uh, he he just zero in on them things that the average person would not hear, mm. uh, which was really amazing to oh, watch. Oh, was the that in Clancy,
0: or was that at RKO?
11: This was at RKO. We were at RKO, he okay. at RKO. Uh, when he when he uh, came back to Boston. He came at our RKO. Um, actually, he, uh, he did real well at WBZ until he went after Nixon, Mm -hmm. and, uh, BZ was then owned by Westinghouse, Mm -hmm. big defense contractor, um, and apparently the powers that be got to each other, although he was number one in, uh, in the evening, uh, they decided not to renew his contract, uh, you know? So yeah, well uh, enough, enough radio
2: talk. You had another car yeah. question. I okay. think. Yeah.
11: Uh, about Thunderbirds. Um, uh, my mother had a '68 T Bird, and it was only in that year that they had a. Uh, the back seat was curved. It was like a, a like a sofa. Yeah, right? it was like the couch back. Yeah, that was beautiful. Back, yeah. it was beautiful. Yeah. So it was two door two door Landau, uh, which and when you open the door, the the steering wheel tilted away from you. Yeah, two bucket seats in the front and the. Uh, in the back, which is the curved seat in the back, they only had that in the '68. Mm. Here, uh, unfortunately, the car <laughs> literally rushed it away and started to sink on its frame. Mm. Um, it was it was beautiful. Did they were able to sell it? And one of the things w- why I called is um, there's a whole market out there, and you could probably find the people and maybe have them on as a guest. Uh, she was able to have to. Um, find movie producers that were producing movies here in Boston and it was used uh, in in a movie called uh, Case of uh, Summary Judgment, something like that. Okay, yep. Yeah, Lawrence O'Donnell wrote the book and there was a a Thunderbird that was part of the uh, True Story and they used it and paid her very well, like close to $200 a day to use it. Wow. So, I mean, there's a whole market out there for Antique or, or classic cars that go into uh, into movies and uh, it can be pretty profitable uh, for people if they don't mind giving up their car and they're pretty well insured and uh, but anyway so I, the movie hasn't run the circuit for a long time but occasionally I would see it uh, I know they had to jump start the car like every scene <laughs> but that's another story uh, but anyway. Yeah, in Uh, fact it was called about oil. There's an ad going around for something called B G Oil Services. I think that's the name. And it's supposed to be super duper oil and and, and all that. I yeah, mean,
2: I haven't I mean BG products has been around for a long time. BG products makes a made a good fuel injector cleaner. They make a they make a machine for doing power steering flushes um, which I'm not I'm not a huge proponent of although what's good about it if if you do it on their regular basis they actually warranty the part for the life of the vehicle. So yeah. I'm not sure what the BG oil performance thing is but um, they have
11: franchise dealerships, apparently. Yeah. And I, I, I saved yeah. it. Uh, it uh, apparently, you, you can go online and find out. Yeah.
2: Yeah, I'm going to have to. I'll do, a, I'll do a little bit of research. But what worries me a little bit, and, and the term came out of California, and I think they had to kind of kill the term a little bit. But uh, a lot of all these flushing, you know, you flush out your oil, you flush out your power steering, you flush out your brake fluid. And mm-hmm. the California Attorney General's office called it wallet flushing.
11: Well, by the way, you wrote you wrote about it in today's Boston Globe yeah. uh, uh, about a Mazda that they wanted to right. do the power steering yeah. brake. I had a similar experience, and uh, this concerns me about Mazda service. You go in for one thing, and then they try to you know mm. sell you up on several others. Yeah, it's amazing that
2: I was at uh, I was I drove by a car dealership one day, and they had a big sign up that said, "We only do the service that's recommended in your owner's manual." And I'm like. Well, there's a novel idea.
11: Wow. Yeah. <laughs> right. You know, yeah. Uh, I think I'd asked you because they wanted to flesh out something, and I think you told me was it, I don't know, was it a transmission fluid? No, I don't know. Yeah. Maybe it was brake fluid, but you said, uh, uh, no, they wanted to, 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 to something with a fuel injector. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So no, in how fact, how even. Would, would, yeah, was your wallet?
2: Yeah, even even sometimes the manufacturers come up with technical bulletins that say they don't believe in it. So you know, so then you can even say, well, look, your your company, your manufacturer says it's not a great idea. So yeah, we actually had a guy on the show about months ago, Morris Porter. He owns a company called uh, I think it's like Make Your Car a Star or something like that. But it, it was it's actually a place where you can you can actually if you have. A cool old car, or one that isn't. Sometimes they just need everyday cars. In fact, yeah. there's a AAA commercial that has a white car in it, and they wanted it to look like it was brand new, but then they wanted it to look like it was still brand new four years later. And we actually got the car through Morris's service. So,
11: well, yeah. yeah there's uh, speaking of old cars, uh, Preferred Motors right uh, in Weymouth. Oh yeah, number eighteen. Yep, hidden hidden in the corner. They have uh, mid sixties M- uh, MG. Uh be GT GT okay. Yeah, and I don't it look. I don't know whether it's running. My eye catches it as I'm at the light there. Yeah,
2: he, he's he's a he's a uh, well, he's not a young guy anymore. But I met him when he was fairly young, right out of a car dealership. But he's got kind of an old soul. He kind of likes old cars too.
11: He has an old Lincoln Continental yep. about 1965, yep. uh Thing is enormous. Yeah, oh yeah, right white four door with the suicide doors. Yeah, but uh, the uh, MG is attractive, but i problem with the MGs, an English
2: car. It never runs when it's wet out, or, or any time it's what you or want when the sun is out Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You know that, that. You know it's what's 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 the old joke about the English drinking warm beer because Lucas made all the refrigerators. <laughs> so, yeah,
11: <laughs> yeah. I you know for a wet country or a damp country, you would think they have a car that would. Not,
2: walk, so, not, on, not so much. It's a beautiful looking yeah, car. It is. They're, they're, MG's are MG's are fun cars to drive, and I had one once years ago, and, yeah, I spent more time under it. But you met other MG owners by the side of the road, so. Well, that's yeah. the old joke about a
11: guy, a guy from Texas had met a fellow from Maine, and he said, the guy from Texas says, you know, I can get in my car at 6 in the morning and drive until 6 at night, and I still can get to the end of my property. And a guy from Maine said, "Yep, I had a car like that once too." Exactly. Yeah, you know, so that describes him. Right. You're right. Right. thank you very All right. much. Take Appreciate
2: care. Appreciate the tickets. Bye. Right. Right. bye bye. Well, I think I think Robert dropped off in our in our uh, long based talk about radio, which I found kind of interesting. I think we might need to take another break. I think so. I think so. We haven't taken enough. That was an interesting sound, whatever that was.
8: <laughs> well, we take a quick break. My name is John
2: Paul. This is the Car Doctor Program. We have a few minutes left if you would like to join us at 617-770-3030. We'll be right back.
9: up and down down down
7: Honda presents ways to make your holidays even more magical decorate your yard with real reindeer
8: oh no 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 please not the azaleas. or you
7: could just get a great deal on a Honda at the happy Honda Days sales event hurry in to your Honda deal
6: at Honda Cars of Boston and Everett, it's the most wonderful time of the year with the Happy Honda Day sale going on until January 2nd. The prices have never been better. So visit Honda Cars of Boston today at 100 Broadway, Route 99 and Everett. Visit online at HondaCarsOfBoston.com or call 1 800 65 Honda. That's 1 800 65 Honda. Visit Honda Cars of Boston and Everett today
7: honda presents ways to make your holidays even more magical decorate your yard with real reindeer
8: oh no 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 please not the azaleas or
7: you could just get a great deal on a honda at the happy honda days sales event hurry in to your honda dealer Living in and around Boston is expensive, but that shouldn't stop you from calling at home. City of Boston Credit Union is here to help with low-rate mortgages, home equity loans, first-time buyer programs, and more. And because they're member-owned, they treat each member like they want to be treated, like people, not credit scores. City of Boston Credit Union. Uniquely Boston. For today's rates, visit cityofbostoncu.com or call 617-635-4545. Equal housing lender. All loans subject to credit approval and MLS number 403469.
9: This is David Davenport of the Hoover Institution for townhall.com. One topic that has pretty much been dropped from the political conversation is the federal debt. Under President Obama, the debt has nearly doubled from around $10 trillion to $20 trillion. And fortunately, it could grow even more under President Donald Trump. In the campaign, Trump said he loved debt, having built a successful business career with it. If debt becomes a problem, he said, he would renegotiate it with other countries, a very tough sell. And he talks about lots of federal spending, rebuilding the military and spending a trillion dollars on infrastructure while lowering taxes. It would take an unrealistic amount of economic growth to balance that budget. The growing federal debt is a national security risk, placing too much of our economic future in the hands of other countries such as China and it is an unfair transfer of responsibility from this generation to the next. One meaningful step would be to finally address overblown entitlement programs, but something must be done about the debt. I'm David Davenport.
10: We live in an unpredictable world. On any given day, you could find yourself in a state of emergency. Are you prepared? In a crisis, your number one need will be food, but not just any food. Survival food is more important today than ever before, says Frank Bates from Four Patriots, a leader in self-reliant products. Natural disasters, terrorist attacks, and other threats can make obtaining sufficient food impossible in an emergency. Don't take chances. You need to have a supply of non-perishable survival food good for 25 years on hand in case of emergency. And now you can. Because right now, 72-hour survival food kits are being given away free to listeners, but only while supplies last. This 72-hour survival kit has 16 servings of delicious food, rated for 25 years of storage. It sells to the general public for $27 plus shipping, but it's yours free if you act now. Just cover the 9.95 shipping. To get your free supply, go to freefoodthenumber4.com right now. That's freefood4.com.
1: freefood4.com. WROL Boston. You're listening to the Car Doctor
9: i I'm crazy
2: about and down this road. Up and down this road. welcome back to the Car Doctor road. program on AM 950 WROL, the Spirit of Boston. Well then, we are almost out of time and we have been chit-chatting with Paul Sullivan over here just sitting there. He's, he's just... Thinking about the snow like everyone else is.
0: Well, I tried to get a jump on the weather. That's why I've yeah. Yeah, it have been bothering you. Hey, I wonder why
2: I can't hear anything. I can't
0: hear anything. Forty-five either. minutes.
2: Did you shut the headphones off? Hey, that might be it. Look at that. Look what? at. Can you hear something? Oh, now? I can hear way loud can you hear now. Me now. I can. See, hurry. I don't have any headphones on, hurry. so I don't know if yeah. there's anything you, wrong. You
0: didn't know, but you have to be my guide.
2: Yeah, um, sort of. Sort of. Think of me. Think of me as a guide dog. You like my new car? I do. Your new car is very nice. Good
0: we choice. Talked about this for years and years yeah. and years. What I would get when the Jeep finally um, yeah. Had, yeah. Uh, served its time.
2: Yeah, good choice, the CRV, because it's economical. Mm-hmm. It. The only problem with the CRV is because you keep cars forever. I do. Um, but I, I might change that. I was thinking about that. Even though I bought
0: this one, mm-hmm. I might keep it just for a couple of years, turn it in, and start leasing cars for the rest of Your life? Year. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Having a new car is nice, and not having to do maintenance or worry about the maintenance is, is a good thing, even though you would consistently and always have a,
2: a payment. Yeah, but on, you know, for sure. Sh- some people they're they're fine with that, knowing they have the security of it yeah. and not taking the money out of the bank to pay for it. Yeah. The the what's nice then with the CRV is in a couple of years or three years it's going to be worth a really good amount as opposed to some other cars that may have been a good value when you bought it, but they don't hold their value right. as well. The CRV holds its value, so even though buy a depreciation e- city. E- yeah. yeah, even even though even though there is a new CRV that's coming out. I think any day now mm-hmm. the two, t- 2017 um, but the the current CRV and then if you you know right now there's such aggressive lease rates and if you're somebody who only drives 10 or 12 thousand miles yeah. a year yeah. and you can lease something for $159 a month with a couple grand down mm-hmm. that's a pretty that's a pretty good value to know that you're essentially you know with the exception of absolute basic maintenance you're not going to do anything to the car for a few years
0: exactly and even if you go over the twelve thousand, you can figure out what the cost is going to be and it still might be less expensive than than buy
2: yeah it, it, and you can always decide at the end of the lease if you've gone over the mileage and you say you know what uh, this car has been a really good car. Why don't I just buy it? Right. Yep. And even though the mileage is higher than you planned on, you're buying a car that you know the history. You know what you've done to it, mm-hmm. um, or haven't done to it, and you yeah. say, you know what, I'm going to buy it, and it's going to be good value.
0: Yep. Well, you were right. The end of the month and the end of the year, good times to buy. They certainly are. Hey, so I listen to the Car Doctor when yep. I'm making my automobile purchases. So do I. Wow, she's going to
2: take that on me. Yeah, she did. Yeah. <laughs> hey, we got to get going. The very best in Irish music is coming up with Paul Sullivan and the Irish Hip Parade. Irish all afternoon into the snowstorm. So, stay tuned for that. Until next week, make sure you're wearing a your seatbelt, drive safely, and be good to your car. Talk to you all next week. Bye-bye.